Welcome to the latest edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime with me, Marshan Kenny, and today's show is going to be fantastic. We have a solid interview with Nasty Bunch legend Rod Davis, and we've got a story about a great play from last season at Texas State where we won the game in the last minute from Chandler Pittman, and then something always that's great are the fan comments, and that's coming next in this segment we call Four and Out. Well, this week on Twitter, I asked the Southern Miss Nation, how would you describe Pete Taylor Park magic to somebody who doesn't understand it? I had a lot of good comments come in, but I only get the four because that's the name of the segment, four and out. First up, Matt Rockwell comes in again. He says, what I've heard is that every time a fan's heart got ripped out at the rock or Reed Green, they would go and bury it at the Pete with the loving care of Coach Denson, Palmer, Barry. It is nurtured and loved. So that one day, a fantastic memory occurs. Great one right there, Matt. Next up, SBC Ref says, it's when a random bag of chips show up or a paddle or a banana or a pair of socks or a cat just appears out of nowhere or a phantom umpire call that goes our way. Good way to describe it, SBC Refs. Next up, Attack Eagle says, the Eagles are never out of it, never give up on them, especially at home. The Eagles always got something up their sleeve. This program just finds a way. The other teams are always like, how they do it? Because it's just like magic. And that's absolutely right. A lot of magic. And finally, Chad Kennedy says, when the late innings get here, hold on to your butt because the Eagles are about to kick it. And yeah, there have been a lot of butt kickings at Pete Taylor Park through the years from the Eagles. Well, as you know, this show is huge with interviews. And this next one is going to be absolutely awesome. And uh, I got to have a moment of honesty here, too. You know, I, I have a lot of f- football players from Southern Miss that I do love to watch through the years. I mean, shoot, my, my teammates had to run through a brick wall for them. But if you pin me down and said, hey, Marshan, who's your favorite Southern Miss football player that you watched of all time? I got to tell you, it's with this next interview we got coming in here. It's legendary linebacker Rod Davis. And well, with all that said, I was so fired up to catch up the up with him recently and here we go well today's interview comes with one of the best southern miss football nasty bunch players of all time that's right my friend and the legendary linebacker rod davis and i can't thank you enough for being on the show rod how's the world treating you man man good to be here i'm glad to have an opportunity to sit here and talk with you and and you know reminisce about some great times down in southern miss Absolutely, man. There are a ton of them. We're going to have a lot of fun in this talk for sure. Man, let's get into some of your accolades real quick, though. Three-time All-American at Southern Miss, the Connerly Trophy Award winner in 2003 for being the best player in the state of Mississippi, the Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year in 2002. Man, you were even a Playboy All-American. Nine-year professional career, man. I, and there's more in between there, but I tried to hit on the big ones, Rod. How's those accolades make you feel looking back? Man, it's uh, it's it's humbling. It makes me feel good because you know I, I you know I can bring back those accolades every time. I I got, I got three boys total, two here that uh, up here at Florence High School, and every time they give me the 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 stink eye like I don't know what I'm talking about I say man pull up my resume google me you know and uh so it 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 has weight in that part of it you know what I'm saying but it was some great times great memories and uh and I'm just so thankful and blessed for them oh heck yeah your resume man you'd win every job interview for football out there man with your resume and uh one of my favorite stats to you before we get kind of your history and a lot of southern miss talk 
you finished at Southern Miss with 526 career tackles. In my eyes, that's third of all time. Officially, they'll say fourth because a guy from Troy with a sixth year of eligibility, you know, moved first. In my eyes, you're still third out of all the college football players of all time, 526 tackles. Man, how, is your body good, man? I mean, that's a lot of tackles, right? <laughs> yeah, man, I was fortunate and blessed, you know, as you know, I'm a head football coach, and I tell my players, man, availability is the best ability. And that's one of the things I was able to have. Uh, I missed one game my senior year with a, a, a separated shoulder, but I, if it was a, a must-need game, I could have played. So I was blessed to be very fortunate to be stay healthy, man, and be able to play on some great teams with – by far, I think in my time, some of the best defensive linemen that's ever played in the country. So, you know, when you're playing behind, you know, the Sears guys, the Dick Thomas, and the, some of those guys like that, Darrell Stewart, man, it makes life a whole lot easier, man. So I give kudos to those. I was just able to, uh, I guess, reap the benefits of getting the tackles where I just had to tackle the ball carrier and not defeat blocks. Man, Nasty Bunch was in full effect when you were there, Rod. So, but man, it all had to start somewhere. Started on the Gulf Coast, Gulfport, Mississippi, Gulfport, Gulfport High School with basketball and football, man. So you were hooping it up a little bit too in high school. Man, I'm I'm a hooper, man. I I, I tell everybody the coast people, we think we hoopers first, man. <laughs> you know, so my first love was basketball. Uh and we just love playing basketball down there and I enjoyed it. Uh I gotta give a shout out to uh kind of Coach Brian Caldwell, who's my basketball coach, who's probably one of the most influential people in my life, who I guess kind of changed my life to to this degree. And I'll give you a quick story. So it's my senior year. And uh, my 10th grade year, I started at corner. 11th grade year, I started at safety. I was nothing but 170 pounds, something like that. And third game, Coach Ronnie Quays, my football coach, wanted to move me to linebacker. I was like, linebacker? Man, I, I ain't playing no <laughs> linebacker with no 300-pounders. I, I, I'm a DB, man. I, I, uh. And I was like, man, I like basketball anyway. I don't see a future in football. So I was like – so the next day, instead of going to basketball – going instead of going to football practice, I went <laughs> to the basketball gym. I said, Coach Caldwell, you always say you can't wish – you couldn't wait till the football players get in here and play basketball. Well, man, I'm here. So, uh, you know – I'm, I'm here. I'm done with football. He was like, come on in my office. So I go in his office. He's like, you want to play at the next level? I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I definitely want to play at the next level. He was like, uh, I know you work hard and stuff like that. He said, in basketball, the best thing you the best thing you can get is a D4 scholarship. And I was like, D4? I was like, whatever. <laughs> scholarship. I'm going to play basketball. He said, he said, Rod, there's no such thing as D4. He said, you're not a college basketball player. He said, I was, to- I was even counting D4. <laughs> hey, if you, if you want a shot at playing at the next level, you're going to take your butt out there to the uh, football field and go win your spot. And I say that to this day. And, you know, you get a lot of sports now, coaches, high school coaches, select coaches trying to make kids one sport guys. And I always go back to that with Coach Caldwell. He could have easily said, come on in here, uh, play basketball, be a pretty good high school basketball player, 
but never see the light of day of anything in college. He could have easily did that, and I probably would have went for and my life would have been forever changed. So, man, it's big kudos. Coach Brian Caldwell is, is a big Southern Miss guy. He's season ticket holder. His mom, if anybody has seen me in the touchdown club, I'm always sitting by his mom and, and stuff like that. So, man, they're big supporters of me, and I just thank them so much, man. I just had to get out there. No, I love that story so much. And, and Southern Miss is thankful that you chose football, man, after the career you had. But with that said, man, so you had a great career in high school. It came time for college. How'd you wind up at Southern Miss? Uh, how <clears throat> Coach uh, Coach Buckley was on me hard. You know what I'm saying? He was the first one to reach out and and, and kind of trying to get me there. He stayed on me, and uh, and I built a relationship with him. And uh, I really, when I came up to watch some basketball games, came up to watch uh, different stuff football-wise, I really liked it. The other connection was – you already had we already had two Gupport guys there. Those had a big connection with those guys. And then, you know, at the last minute, I never forget, you know, you know, it was Southern Miss, but I had a thing for state, man. I used to like Mario Hagen. You know what I'm saying? My yeah, I remember, uh, I remember the name, yeah. Mario yeah. Hagen. He played with that Jolie Dunn defense and uh different stuff like that. And ooh, and state at the last on signing day try to come in at the last minute and offer me, man. And I was like, no, I'm already committed to Southern, and and it was the best choice, one of the best choices of my life, man. Man, that's awesome, and thank goodness you did. So, but yeah, you red shirt '99, just put on a little bit more size or what have you. You get going yeah. out there, and and shoot, you TJ Slaughter's there, man. You get to kind of share linebacker ideas with TJ Slaughter, so which might had to be a fun thing. But uh, 2000 comes in, man. It's your time to shine. So with that said, this name of this show, Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime, it's a real slogan, people. Rod Davis's first year, their first three games to start the season at number 13, Tennessee, at number 15, Alabama, and at Oklahoma State. I mean, that's anyone, anywhere, anytime. So your first game's at number 13, Tennessee. We almost pulled the upset, too. But uh, how, how was that experience for you, man? First game, big SEC lights. Yeah, I <laughs> I'm glad the shit is because everything, everybody think everything was glory. We're playing Tennessee. It's our first, you know, our first game. They're highly ranked. They're coming off a national championship. T. Martin had just won a national championship the year before. Uh, 108,000, 110,000. Wasn't able to talk to the guy next to me. It was so freaking loud. But what people don't know is I graded out one of the worst linebacker grades ever in U.S. history. I played for, I never forget, I played 46 snaps and I was on the ground 31. And you know, Marshane, when you're on the ground, that's a negative. You know what I mean? So that, that sounds like me in a couple games, but we're not talking about that. It's your show, man. <laughs> hey, it was on the, uh, and all what happened, what happened was in practice, I, uh, I got bad habits because our D line was so good that instead of doing my proper steps, I was being lazy and just running around, crossover running and doing stuff inside the box. Uh, and then we played Tennessee where they had Anthony Muyo's son. They had, you know what I'm saying, some really good uh, uh, tight end was uh, Witten that was at Cowboys for all those years and stuff like that. They was uh, very serviceable, better than serviceable. So, <laughs> you know, they whooped my tail. And, you know, after that game, man, I lost my starting spot the next week. Uh, coach pulled me in and uh, said, and said, uh, you we're gonna split uh, reps 
you know, with uh, Chris Vaughn. Uh, and I'm like, God dang, Chris. Okay. So the next week roll into Alabama. And, and let's talk about that game, man. One of the biggest wins in Southern Miss history, too. One, At one number 15, Alabama. But one, you tell the story. <laughs> one of the biggest one, man. It, it come in, like you said, we should have beat uh, Tennessee scored late in the game. They got an 83-yard slant late in the game that, that, that kind of cost us. They had some great athletes. Then we go into Alabama hungry. Like you said, anyone there. And uh, we whooped their tail 21-0. You know what I mean? I'm talking about defense was a defensive beatdown. It was one of the best performers on the defensive side that I've been a part of. And the part of it was the best part, it wasn't the best part at the time for me, but the best part for, for the team and overall was majority of it, I was on the sideline. Chris Vaughn is having a career day. Oh man, <laughs> he's out there 15. I think he had like 12, 13 tackles. Man. So it's one of those surreal things. You like, man, but why I said it was really good for the team wasn't me at that time, but what it made me, man, it made me go back in the lab. It made me hungry. It made me say, man, I would not be on this sideline again. And those starts, that start to my career that really people don't know about really humbled me to outwork everybody that was in front of me, everybody before me, everybody that was after me, man. And uh, from then on in, <clears throat> Chris Vaughn started that next game, Oklahoma State. And then after that, I started the rest of my career. Yeah, you know, man. And that, that gave you that hunger and drive. And people recognize that about you to this day that made you a great player. So, yeah, you said y'all beat Oklahoma State. So that tough start to the season, you know, you're two and one, man. That's what yeah. we did back then. That's what, that's what Rod Davis did back then. And then get to number 13 in the nation at one point in the season, highest ranking in 20 years for Southern Miss. Yes. Which leads to one of the coolest games of all time in Southern Miss history, the GMAC Bowl uh, against number, uh, at that time, number 13, TCU and Heisman finalist running back, LaDainian Tomlinson. And you put on a show, the defense put on a show, man. Talk about that big game. Man, it, it, it was, it was wonderful you know have an opportunity to go play lt who's a hall of famer uh one of the best backs of his generation in college and in, in the nfl uh story about that game so you know we got to play um i think it's called tiger where the defensive linemen wide line up wide in wide three so the a gaps or protected, I mean, or or for me, I got both A gaps and really both A gap to A gaps right there. So it's really difficult. Normally you have a three and a shade, but this defense is kind of built for a uh, pass. So we kept getting in it and they kept running draw. So it's me and LT one on one, like it seemed like four times in a row. And man, when I say he is giving me the business that first drive, and I remember we called timeout. And this is where I tell our kids, our players, that players, you'll get more from your teammates than you would a coach. John Nix grabbed me by my face mask and looked me in my eye. It felt like he stuck his hand in my face, you know what I'm saying, and say, son, you don't get it together. We're going to. So it was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got it. And from that on in, man, I went on to have like 16, 17 tackles, made Sports Illustrated all bowl team. But man, that that fear, but that same motivation, man, it just I never forget that graph and that look in his eye 
to say, man, we're counting. And then at the end, he said all that, but man, we're counting on you. So I tell all my coaches, man, hard, coach them hard, be on them hard. But their lasting thing of whatever you said to them need to be a that they know that you care. And that's what he said. He said, man, we got your back. And I was like, let's go get it. And from then yeah. on, we had a good run. And I, the only thing I hate about that game, at the fourth quarter, we was going to be the only team that held LT under 100 yards. And he took an option about 80. And that's the only thing that, you know what I'm saying, the only thing that was damper on that game right there. Yeah, but Rod, nobody takes any shame from that game, man. Y'all shut y'all shut him down basically, and and LT is going to do an LT thing every now yeah. and then, you know. But but huge win. I mean, it was ESPN, uh, Mike Tarico, Lee Corso, Kirk Herbstreit calling the game. I mean, it was just a huge event for Southern Miss, and a big yeah. crowd when you held up that trophy, and it's a big Southern Miss moment. So your freshman year finishes up, your freshman All American, All Bowl team, making a name for yourself, get into the next season, man, and get another. A uh, big win at Oklahoma or at Oklahoma against Oklahoma State at the Rock, man. How was that beating Oklahoma State back to back years? Man, it was uh, it, it it was good. You know what I mean? Like I say, it, our slogan, like you said, the name of this show, man. It that that's what we preach. That's what we harped on. And I tell you a little bit, man. The era that when I came in, everything was built off living up to you guys. You know what I'm saying? The TJ Slaws, the Marshan Kennedy, because we had, in, in, or as me personally, we had a great run at inside linebackers. Let's go, you know what I'm saying? That's one thing I was talking to uh, McGrath, you know, it was probably last year sometime, you know what I mean? We was just talking about, man, I about need to do some research on middle linebackers and which colleges had the best. And I know if we're not at the top, number one, we're right somewhere that ain't close, man. So we was always trying to live up to the guy that was in front of us and then just getting another big win against Oklahoma State, another big program, you know, uh, playing out there, it, it was really good. Man, that's funny you say that, though. I, I played in the 90s, and then I passed the baton to TJ, passed the baton to you. By the time it's you and TJ, I'm like, man, they can forget about me with these two cats. Y'all no, just man. took the baton and ran with it, man. <laughs> oh, man. It was, uh, you know, I don't think you probably don't remember your first time you had uh, you did an interview. And, man, I said, man, I, I, I TJ, because TJ was my big brother. But, man, just looking back at the old film, man, I want to be legendary like you, man. You you own some great photos. You own some great some great teams. You know, you pull up that Pittsburgh game, man. Those are legendary, man. And that's what I wanted to be because, you know, I wanted something that just solidifies, you know, that every time they see it, they think, you know, I think somebody had it on Twitter. Every time you see this, what you think about, you know what I'm saying? And that's <laughs> what legendary is, man. And that's I always wanted that moment. And, uh, you know, from my era, you started that for me, man. Uh, so. Well, I appreciate that, man. I, I promise you the impact you made on nasty bunch terms is second to none, man. So, but, uh, I want to talk about another game from that 2001 season, man. You talk about defensive slugfest against UAB. The final score is three to nothing. How is it playing in a game when the final score is three to nothing, man, for, for middle linebacker? <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, and what, you know, people remember then, back then, is that if you look back, UAB had two first rounders on the defense. That was like the first time ever it happened. So it was, I was like, 
I'm licking my chops. I got to be the best defensive player on this field because I knew the scouts was watching because they coming to see these guys play. I think the dude's name was Brian Thomas. He played DN and and it was an inside nose tackle, I think. So it, it was great, man. You love those type games, man. You know, my wife still talk about that today. She's like, I love that type game. You know, uh, another good one, we played TCU. I battled with TCU. Each game, I think, was legendary. People forget about the 14-12 at our house. You know what I mean? So, But that UAB, man, it was one of those things where, you know, those guys had a great defense, and we had to show them that we our defense was better. So, you know, uh, and it was early on, like I said, early on in my career. That was the year after, you know, said, said Scott and all them guys left. So I was looked upon in more of a leadership role than anything. Yeah, absolutely. You shared some stories about leadership on a couple prior shows, and I appreciate yeah. that, man. So, but uh, like I said, at this point, 2001, you're making a huge name for yourself. And I kind of want to get into, since you're in the groove of Southern Miss at this point in 2001, man, how is it like being uh, coached by head coach Jeff Bauer? Oh, man, great. Uh, great leader, great mentor. Um, meant a lot to me. You know, we uh, didn't always see eye to eye getting there, but you know, a crazy thing, man, it, it, you study, learn stuff as you get older. So as I'm there, right, so i never forget, uh, after TJ leaves, all the media, everybody come, who's going to replace TJ? Who's going to replace TJ? Who's going to do this? At this time, I am I am pissed, upset. I'm like, man, I'm going to get TJ. So everything's out easy. So, you know, my freshman year, I win freshman All-American. Get what's the name? I'm like, okay, I, I put the TJ stuff away. Next year, well, TJ would have did this. TJ would have did that. So you know how Steve Young used to think about Joe Montana, that monkey out his back, and I was like, man, what I got to do to get this guy in? You know, it was one of my senior year. Uh, Coach Bauer come in there. Well, if TJ was here, this wouldn't happen on this team. It would be done like this, this, that. I'm like, man, I'm not eating. So, but that burn. And that just made, drove me so much. And, man, it wasn't until last year a guy who walked onto the team said, man, a lot of that was planted. Coach Bauer knew how to motivate you, and he knew that would burn you up. And I said, man, I dislike that guy. I dislike Jeff Bauer sometimes back then because he always used to talk about TJ. I'm like, give me my props. But <laughs> – Knowing that's like legendary for 20 years for me to find that out. And that's what, you know, when we was at the base basketball game uh, of a month ago, and that's what I told him, man, I appreciate it, man, because you don't know how that drove me. And I hope I can have that type of impact on a kid or kids that I'm coaching, man. It, it, that was crazy. 20 years, you know what I'm saying? It was still motivating me about TJ and find out it was all planted, all the coaching strategy to get the best out of me. Man, that, that's so funny. That's funny you say that Coach Bauer knew how to get to you, man. So, like, I'm a New Orleans guy born and raised. Tulane didn't offer me a football scholarship. When yeah. it was Tulane week, he made sure he reminded me that, you know, Tulane didn't <laughs> offer you. They said you weren't good enough. He knew what to do. <laughs> hey, hey, he's great, man. I'm telling you. He knew you. what to do. Man, I'm talking about so it was good times, man. I, he, he, he changed another guy that really influenced my life a whole lot. Oh, yeah. And I want to talk about one more guy who really influenced you, man. You talk about come out the shadow. I had to come out the shadow of middle linebacker Tyrone Nix when I started, man. They called him quarterback because he knew the defense so well, man. I had a huge shadow 
to get out of. T- Tyrone Nix was a stud, man. Yeah. He was your defensive coordinator most of the time uh, when you were at Southern Miss. What was it like being coached by an intense guy like Tyrone Nix? I, I say a lot of my coaching strategy and energy is brought through Coach Nix. I, I, I learned from him. Uh, he's probably, you know what I'm saying, if not the most, because just because we still have a real strong relationship now, you know, uh, you know, I was going, you know, after COVID and different stuff in my, my football team a couple of years ago, we won one football game, man. I was in, in a real bad place and just not thinking that I wasn't the guy for this, for, for the, my, my uh, school, my high school that I'm in. And, you know, he called me, uplifted me. And then he was like, hey, man, why don't you start, uh, you know, signing on to, you know, we got a Bible study every Friday morning at 5 a.m. I said, all right, golly. But, man, since then, so I've been on this thing two years now, man. It really done gave me a sense of, you know, calmness and knowing that, you know, even though it is important, it ain't important. You know, family, you know, God and people that you care about and love, that's what's important, man. It's over wins and losses. So, man, back then he's changed my life and he studied doing it 20 years from now, man. I I, I got to give it up to him, you know what I'm saying, for all that he did for me then and all he's doing for me now. That's awesome. Yeah, Tyrone Nix was my mentor when I first got to Southern Miss, my red shirt gear. He's impacted so many lives, man. It still does yeah. to this day. But let's get back to the football field now, right? Mm-hmm. So 2002, people know your name, man. You're getting recognized out there. You finished 2002 with 168 tackles, which leads the nation, man. So just an unbelievable number. Uh, getting into that season or a couple games, y'all were still doing fantastic things. Beat Illinois, another big name win. How was that Illinois win at the Rock? Man, it, it was good, you know. Who uh I don't know who got who did the schedule back then, but that was great because Illinois, man, by the second quarter, them ball was falling out like flies. <laughs> it was so hot for them. <laughs> you know, so uh we really but the one thing I remember that game, man, and early that season, man, and, and and the guy that really helped me, you know, at school was Baby Bull. Man, Baby Bull was that year, he was early conditioned for Heisman, man. And that's the year that Kind of, I mean, that's the game that we kind of figured it was something going on with him. You know what I mean? Because he's running for 200 yards, but, you know, you see him. And anybody doesn't know Baby Bull, Derek Nix, running back Derek Nix. So, yeah. Yep. And yep. he's, you know, throwing up and we realized something that was going on. So that's the one memory I remember of him. I think he ran for like 212 yards, man. And it was just ridiculous what he was doing, man. It was unfortunate that he wasn't able to finish that year off, but, uh, he still moved on. He's healthy to bigger things now. But, man, that's the one thing I do remember about that game. Baby Bull is just running all over those guys, man. He, he, yeah. he, and see, and, and what, was, what was crazy, that year with Baby Bull, before he was really Baby Bull, he ran everybody over. That 2002 year, he got speed with it. So he was <laughs> running out running folks to the end zone. So, man, he brought speed with power. So, man, that was that was a good start there. Man, Rod, linebacker to linebacker talk. So with my time, Harold Shaw was the guy I kind of had to strap it up a little bit tighter in practice to go head to head with him. Like, I'm going to get a damn headache hitting Harold anymore. How is it like hitting Derek Nix in practice? Because I know a Rod Davis, Derek Nix collision, man, that's about as good as it gets. Man, it's, you, you know, you. 
iron shopping iron. You know what I mean? And every day we we battled it out. And that 2002 season, man, I I, I sit here and lie, won't lie to you that the year that I had was probably a lot of, of what he did because I had a practice with him against him each and every day. And, man, it, it was battles. I didn't win all of them. He didn't win all of them. But we got up and did it over and over and over again. And we got better and better and better, you know. So it 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 it, it was up. like uh the when he went down, you know, I was like, whew, you know, at least I get a break from practice. But I missed him in the game, but in practice, I like, man, God, he's tough. You know what I'm saying? You know, at the time, you're not thinking that it's getting you better, but you like all you think, like, man, you know you finna have to scrap it up when baby when four three lines up and hand that they hand that ball off to him. So Yep, yep. Well, I, I love those stories, man. Linebacker and linebacker talk right there. Iron sharpens iron. So you had a game in 2002, man. We got to talk about what, what you really showed out. Cincinnati, man. Was one of those games in the zone or just kind of one of them linebacker things, just feeling the flow? I mean, the Cincinnati game, you were tearing it up, man. Man, uh, I was. It was, it was a few games that I felt really good, man, and that was one of them. It was a few games I felt really good. And then also it was a few games that I think I, I put too much uh, put too much pressure on myself, especially in my senior year. We'll get into that a little later. But that was one of those games, man. I was in my groove. The pressure really hasn't mounted yet because I'm still I'm getting notoriety, but I'm still kind of under the radar just a little bit. You know what I'm saying? But kind of after this game, man, it kind of put me up there in the real talks of, you know, might have a chance at winning the buckets. You know, it might be a finalist. You know what I'm saying? And it put me in that realm and the heat started to pick up after that. But it was one of those things, man, I'm a power counter guy. You try to run power and counter, I'm about to eat your lunch. That That's what I can read guards. If, I, if I'm unable to do anything, I'm going to be able to read some guards and find out tendencies, and that's what they try to do. And, man, we came right at them that day. Heck, yeah, you did, man. And uh, you were up for every Buckets Award conversation by the, this time in your career, man. And, and what a career in 2002 up to that point. I mean, at the end of 2002, you win the Connerly Trophy, man, the best football player in the state of Mississippi. And that one's cool. But guys like you and me, I think an even cooler award maybe in some ways, man, you were the 2002 on the Playboy All-American team, man. It's a cool photo, you with all the other football players. It was a one time I actually read the article, man, in Playboy because I'm like, my guy Rod Davis is in there. So how was that being on the Playboy team, man? <laughs> man, it was uh, it was great. It, I take the story that weekend, man. It was, on the, it was graduation weekend. So... It's the same graduation weekend was the same weekend as the Playboy All America. They flew out on Thursday. My graduation was Friday night. And all I wanted, I'm on my mom, 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 I need to go out here. I said, I already graduated. What's walking across the stage? That's not, boy, you're going to walk across that dang stage. I was like, Mom, I want to go fly out here with Eli, Kellen Winslow, all these, you know, all these great players, man. I'm going to miss this and miss that. Rod, you're going to be the first one to walk across that stage in our family. You're going to walk across that stage. So, man, yeah, I walked across that stage, and then I I flew out early Saturday morning, and I get there, man, and I never forget. Because now at this time, because that happened um, at this, it happened in May, at this time the pressure is mounting. 
You know what I'm saying? Because now I didn't, I just declared to come back for my senior year. Uh, now I'm feeling all the heat. And I remember sitting down uh, at a, in a restaurant with Eli Manning. You know, at this time, we done talked a month because we've been on a lot of war shows in Mississippi together over the years. So we kind of built a relationship. And I just, you know, asked him, like, man, how, you know, how does it feel to be Peyton's brother and Archie's son? And and only Eli way, what you see on TV, Eli, it is what it is. So how even kill he is? And I'm like, man, you don't feel the heat. Man, man I'm going to do my best and go about my way. And I'm like, what? I mean, I'm just, the whole gut board thinking I'm about to say gut board. I'm about to be the savior. I'm about to do this. And you not, man, I'm just, so, you know, I sometimes I look back at that, man. And I tell my kids, be Eli. And what would that be? Even kill. I said, be Eli. And sometimes I got to tell myself, be Eli, be even kill. And man, that's one thing I learned off him to be. But man, we had a great time, man, out there at Playboy. Uh, we, they flew us out to Arizona. You know, it, you know just, <laughs> I don't know what rated this uh, this camera is, but it was a good time out there, brother. I just, leave you know, I, I, I can only imagine. I'm glad you had a great time. And all that flying under the radar stuff you're talking about early in your career is gone now. Yes. You're in Playboy magazine. There's a big picture of Rod Davis. People know who you are. And uh, now you're getting into your senior year, man. You didn't go to the NFL, and Southern Miss is thankful for it. And you have an incredible senior career, 148 tackles. Uh, you wind up being the Conference USA Defensive Player of the Year, All-American. I mean, you are just – there's no more talk of TJ, no more talk of me, no more talk of Tyrone Nix. It's Rod Davis, baby. End of story. And I want to get to one game, if you don't mind, and we can backtrack to some others if you want. Man, TCU, Thursday night in 2003, undefeated. They're number nine. Prime time. Everybody's watching Hattiesburg, Mississippi, man. If there's a game I'm jealous I didn't play in, it's that one. So just share the moment, share the stories from TCU 2003, Thursday night. (laughs) Man, uh, great. I, I go back to that 2020 season. You know, we're, I think, seven and one. Like you said, we're ranked 13 in the country. And Louisville is coming in town. And now, you know, back 2000 then. 2000 season, 2000 season. 2000, 2000. Yep, yep. Now, you know, back then it was the BCS. And, you know, you had to get in the top six. So that week, if we win that game that year, we get in the, uh, we get close to the top six. And we got a shot to get in the BCS. So, but we lost Louisville, knocked us out. That was the same thought process for us with TCU. Remember, they came in ranked. They beat us. They become conference champion. It's a great shot. They get in that top six. And, you know, that's all they talk about, you know, uh, getting in that top six. We're like, no, man, you know, uh, we're a better team. We've been beating y'all since, you know what I'm saying, since we started playing each other. And, you know, so we jumped on them fast, man. Particularly defensively, man, the two guys that stick out was Michael Bowley and Greg Brooks. They made some game-changing plays. Brooks with the uh, script sack, Bowley with two or three sacks, man. He was a, another phenomenal, you know, uh, player. And actually, my senior year, Bowley was the better linebacker that year. You know what I'm saying? He was unblockable, man. And, uh, you know, so we we tag team to make a really, a, a really good combination. He, him, and Antoine Cash. But, 
man, jumping up early. I tell you this, you know, we jumped up early and then, you know, we kind of relaxed a little bit and that thing started to slide a little bit, man. It got, it got some buzz got tight on that sideline for a few minutes, you know, but, uh, we hung on the thing that we had. We knew we had a really good defense. You know, we had several guys to go on and play in the NFL and, you know, we let them back in it a little bit, but uh, we knew we can uh, fall back on our senior leaderships. And that's what happened. Greg Brooks made a play. Then Etrick Pruitt made a play. Then Alex Ray made a play. And then uh, I can't remember who iced it by getting on the on side. I want to say Brooks was on a cornerback blitz and you got that final fumble to yeah. steal the game. Am I correct? Yep. 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 That's, that's exactly what it is. Exactly how it happened. And then, man, I, I, I'm unable to remember the reporter who I was doing the interview with. Uh, it was a younger guy, I remember. And I can remember, I'm looking at him, and I can just see that goal post. And I'm like, oh, my freaking God. This is the moment I've been talking about. This is the moment I've been talking about. So uh, that that was great, man. And then just seeing everybody, uh, everybody just rush the stadium and jump through, man, it, it was unbelievable, man. So the moment, you know, I always – clammed about that was it man it was wonderful right right chill bumps I, I kid you not you can't see me chill bumps thinking about it uh like I said I'm not a jealous guy but I am jealous of you being able to play in that game man it, it is the most special moment you'll ever find in Southern Miss athletics history not just football goalposts hey. coming down at the rock man and a huge hey. win knocking I off tell, TCU I tell you another thing I wasn't there because I red shirted but you know, I can remember we didn't win this game, but it's uh 99 Nebraska, and Nebraska gave us a standing ovation coming off. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was, you know, you talk about moments you want to be a part. I'm like, man, we didn't win. They giving us a standing oh, that's those are moments that you'll always remember. And I'm like, man, I made the right decision. I can't wait to be on the field and uh have those moments and, and enjoy with my teammates, man. Man, what just what a moment, what a night for you. And, yeah, just so many moments with the Nasty Bunch. And what a career. You guys finish undefeated in Conference USA, get back to the Liberty Bowl, which is the standard for Southern Miss back then. And, you know, came short against Utah, man. That was a really good Utah team. But it was a hell of a tough game. Defense really showed up big time. Unfortunately, they get the win. But, man, what an unbelievable career you had, Rod. Hopefully I did you justice, man, because it's hard to get it all into one. <laughs> But there's a stat, I even texted you early before this interview, I can't, I, I can't get enough of, man. So one-third of the games that you played at Southern Miss, uh, teams on the other side did only scored one touchdown uh, or less in a third of the games. Did I do that, that stat justice? Because I came up with it last night. 33% of the games you played in, the other team scored one touchdown or less or 10 points or less. It, that's nuts. That's nasty bunch, man. <laughs> man that, that's nasty bunch at its best, man. It, it, it's, you know, I had a good senior group, senior class, that good junior class out there, man. So we just try to live on uh, the legacy that that 97 bunch had, then that 99. Um, you know, when I look back, you know, people ask me this and, my heart of hearts want to say that we're better than you guys, that 03 class, but being a realist, I, I say you, you, them two bunches probably edged us a little bit, you know what I mean? But I wish I could say we were, we were better than that 97 group, but, man, we were good. But, uh, 
you know, we still had some growing to do. And, you know, we 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 just try to. But one thing I got on you, Marshan, we got the goalposts down. You know what I'm saying? You might have a better team. We got the goalposts down. You know what I mean? I'm not too proud to say you had a better career than me, man. It's an honor to talk to you. And and uh, just it, it, it was so awesome to watch you play, man. And uh, but what a, a hell of a career you had. And that, that is funny you say that the 03 team you had versus the 97 team. Actually, on my last show, I read fan comments and two, I said, which Southern Miss team would you like to recreate? And one person said the 97 football team. Another uh-huh. person said the 2003 football team. Man, once they invented time machine, Rod, we're going back. We're going toe back, to man. Toe Give to it to me. <laughs> Give it to me, man. Just, hey, I, I just take the experience. I don't want to take the after effect the next morning of the pain. No, <laughs> no indeed. But once again, he- unbelievable career, Rock. You're one of the, the gold standards. Almost could be on the Mount Rushmore, the nasty bunch, man. Appreciate all you did. So you, time for the NFL draft, man. Fifth round to the Minnesota Vikings. What What's that like? Now I'm on, on this NFL stage. It may be some of the differences between the NFL and college. Uh, the biggest, you know, the biggest difference I tell anybody, even from you going from uh, in high school or anything like that, is the play of the offense and defensive line. You know, when you talk about conference play, you go from, you know, this, go from the college play to the NFL play. That's the biggest difference because all teams have got guys running four, 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 five. But the difference is they ain't got five linemen up there running four eights at 320 pounds. You know what I'm saying? At six five. You know, you're like, man, hold on. How did he get to me that fast? Like, you know, I remember, you know, Matt Burke was an all-pro center. And, man, when he gets his hand on you, you just say, Coach Blow the Wheels, it's over with. It's over with. Like, it was just locked down. Like, golly, man. So those was the thing the the biggest, uh, the other big jump is, you know, it's just the the overall speed of it. I'm talking about from a football standpoint, the, the speed of it was a whole lot faster because the offensive alignment, defense alignment moves so well. And where your athleticism used to win, these old vets got so many tricks of the trades, man. They kind of whoop you like, man, how did you just do that? You know, you know, when I come in, I'm 22, 23 years old, and they got a 33-year-old linebacker. And I'm like, man, you're 35, man. How you, you know what I'm saying? But he just can read it. He just experienced. And there's nothing that can take over that experience. Cause you know, it was a whole different from your freshman year to your senior year playing. So man, it was. You know, that part was, you know, entertaining, but to say it was all fun, man, it, it was pressure. And I say this, when I got done, I said, uh, whatever I do in my life, I would not put an amount of pressure on myself as I did. You know, everybody see the glory of Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and those guys. Well, yeah, it's good when you're a first-round pick. Your if round, and then you kind of keep fighting and battling each and every week. You know, you scared to walk in the locker room when you have a bad game. I tell you, the first game we play in Tampa Bay, uh, I play, I play about 18 snaps on defense. One of the snaps, the tight end beats me for a touchdown. So I'm just the next day, I'm like, man, I'm about to get cut. I didn't play well. Then I made the wrong call on another call, you know what I mean? And so it was just it was, man, it was tough at times, you know what I'm saying? Cause you never did know. Uh, so, but a lifelong dream to play 
my first year, I get to see Moss every day. You know, can we saying? talk about that real quick, man? What was I it get, like being teammates? Because your first year, Randy Moss is your teammate. What was yeah. what was it like having Randy Moss as a teammate? <laughs> man, first, you know, you start struggling, you seem like, dang, that is Moss, ain't it? You know what I'm saying? You're like, well, man, he's big, he ain't bigger than I thought it was. I thought he was gonna be tall. I thought he was gonna be, you know what I mean? But man, and then back at the time, what you how the media portrayed him, that wasn't him. Uh, Randy Moss was a very a person that was to himself. You know what I'm saying? He didn't want to be portrayed. He was uh, always by himself. So, you know, the how he's looked in the media at the time, that wasn't him. He was a good guy, uh, nice guy. You know, now, when he said, I practice when I want to practice, now he did do that now. But you know what I'm saying? He, he, he just, but he was just that good. It's only a few cats that uh, I played with or played against that I said it didn't matter if they worked out or not, they were still going to be at the top of their game. And Moss is number one on that books, man. He, man, fast jumping ability, like uncanny. I remember him going in practice. You know, this one I knew it was, was ew. D'Angelo Hall. I think he's with the NFL Network now. Well, D. Hall will play with Atlanta Falcons 10, 15-year cornerback. I seen him run a 4-3. And we're playing Atlanta. And when Moss come off the line of scrimmage, Moss come off the line of scrimmage, uh, he puts his hand up. And that's when Moss put his hand up, that means throw the ball deep. And, you know, Cole Pebble grab back and throw it far as he can. But when he put his hand up, he was five yards from D'Angelo. When he caught the ball, he was five yards in front of D'Angelo. And I said, oh, my goodness. It don't matter. You will not outthrow Moss, man. 4-2 was legit. <laughs> Golly, man. So, <laughs> man it, 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 it was good, man. I had a great time with him. Um, you know, it was unfortunately that the business side and all of that didn't didn't line up, but you know, uh no, it is what is what it is, man. But thanks it, for the stories with Moss, man. But do you have maybe a favorite moment, like just something that really sticks out for yourself personally from the NFL on or off the field? Something like really. Really cool, oh. and maybe somebody like to hear. <laughs> I think it's Monday night, Monday or Sunday night. We're playing Peyton Manning. I'm not planning to get in on this game. You know what I'm saying? This is supposed to be a strictly special team play. I forget what happened. Get hurt. Somebody gets goes down, and I go in, and Peyton yells, "50 is the mic. 50 is the mic." And I froze. No, I froze. I couldn't move. I was like, he's talking about me. He's talking about me. They snapped the ball. I'm still in the sight. In the middle of a game, you're getting starstruck. Hey, man. Hey, man. It's him. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, man. I ain't going to sit here and lie to you, man. I mean, people can be act like they won't, man. They, I was, oh, he's talking to me. He's talking to me. I couldn't move. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's one. That, That's you know, awesome. I just, I ain't told a lot, but man, no. I never told nobody back then. <laughs> I just said, man, I, I was really looking at something different, but man, I froze up. Hate <laughs> man is calling my number, man. So man, that, that's man. awesome. See that that's a behind the scenes story. Thank you, Rod. Because everybody looks at you like this. No, Rod Davis might get starstruck every now and then too, even during a game. <laughs> yes, man. Yes, but, but man, no. I mean, good, good little run there in the NFL. Man wraps up in Carolina. Mm. Uh, then you decide to go play some arena football with the Philadelphia Soul. And real quick, the Philadelphia Soul are owned by the rock star John Bon Jovi, man. How is it interacting with Bon Jovi over there in man, Philly? <laughs> man, he's an awesome dude, man. He he was around a lot anytime he wasn't on concerts. He he um 
he chartered us to a, a Bunjo, his concert in Madison Square Garden. And at this time, I done been to Beyonce, Jay-Z concerts, never been, but man, I'd never seen 26,000 from ages of like 18 to 80. Yo, women in there just going crazy, man. I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, hey, I it was the best concert I ever been to. And I didn't know a song before I went in there. But after that, I download all of his music. <laughs> it was a great time, man. It was, man, for everything else, uh, Philadelphia. So I love the football part just didn't work because it's a short field, but all of the Bon Jovi, you know, Ron Jaworski, what people forget, Ron Jaworski was our uh, president. So he was at every practice, you know, old Jaws used to be the Oh yeah, player. Jaws, Eagles on uh, quarterback. He was uh, at all our practices. So all the other stuff that they had us do, you know, and that's why it's today, you know, people ask me, you know, who, what NFL team I pulled for. I pulled for the Philadelphia Eagles. One, the reason why is because when I was with the soul, we would go somewhere, a restaurant, anything, and they own or whoever would treat us just like we was Eagles players, man. And I said, man, I love, you know what I'm saying? I said, I'm going to start pulling for the Eagles. And that's how, you know, you see, if you see me with a Philadelphia Eagles shirt on and what makes it even better, you know, I was a US, a Golden Eagle. Now I'm a Florence Eagle, so I might as well be a Philly Eagle, you know? And shoot, we got Quez Watkins up there too. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Not Quez, Quez, not Quez, you but, know, but man, uh, in the arena football league, those fans are die hard, man. The ones yes. that go to the caves, they are like Southern Miss fans, the die hard ones. Yeah. And, uh, but y'all win the arena bowl, man. I mean, that, that was a big deal. So how was that winning that championship? And it it was great. And the good thing about it was in New Orleans. So all my family got to come over and watch, man. So we had a good time. Bon Jovi put on the after party show after that. <laughs> I can imagine. Hey, so we had a good time, man. And it was great i was i hated the year the uh the uh, it folded after that year you know what i'm saying and just because you know it had big time owners but everybody didn't have a big time on like bon jovi so they couldn't really afford they try to combine the 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 salaries and different stuff so it was unfortunate it folded after that year and then you know i was looking around i still thought i was you know could play some football and, and you're dang right, you, you could, man. Canada comes calling, CFL. It's a big deal, man. Yeah. You go five years in the CFL, but I got to ask you, man, you're from Gulfport, Mississippi. I'm from New Orleans, man. We're Southern, dude. What was that like living in Canada for five years? Get <laughs> those temperatures. Man. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, man. Flew up there in June. It was snowing. <laughs> I, I, I heard the summer it could snow, man. <laughs> like I said, man, it's the two things that I tell anybody. It's snowing in June. In the sun, it's still light out at eleven thirty at night. I'm like, man, wasn't so. It, it, it was a big dad, and then I get out there on the field. So I like, okay, football gonna be football, all the other stuff. And then now, you got five people moving at the same time. They coming running at the line of scrimmage. So man, I, you know how you know Coach Walmart, you train your eyes and stuff. Man, I'm looking. Well, it was Coach Thompson back in your day. I'm looking at everything. I can't train. <laughs> He's got so much stuff flying around. So, man. And then in, in the field's 12 yards wider than the next. 12 yards so wider. <laughs> the end zone is 20 yards. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, you know, a guy catch a slant, Marshawn. For us inside linebackers, it's a long run, man. Long. And you were off. faster than me, so it's a long run for me. <laughs> uh, it wasn't no angles in that CFL, man. They catch it and go. It's a, definitely an offensive league, man. But uh, 
I had a great time, man. I, 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 uh, my first three, I was in, in, in Edmonton. I became an all-star there. Then I moved on to Calgary, not Calgary. I went to Montreal where Mark Tressman was the coach there. Mark Tressman later left Montreal and he coached the Chicago Bears, a head coach for, I think a year or two. Uh, and then, uh, from Montreal and what happened at Montreal, man, is that, you know, I rush so good, Marsh Chain. You you can understand it as a middle linebacker, but I am a middle linebacker, not an outside rush guy. So I can rush good inside a I mean inside the guards. I'm a good rusher like that. Two-way goes. Well, Montreal just, I guess, initially thought I can just rush out outside the same way. So they put they brought me on, signed me. A uh, restrict, I mean, free agent deal, and had me be a, like an outside rusher, like a Von Miller, and that wasn't my game. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and I think I broke my foot, and I think if I stay in Edmonton, I still could play. I probably could have played three more for three more years at least. But they put me on that D line, and and then that's when I had to call all my D line friends and give them much respect, because you know, in, in college, I don't know if you did it to your D line. I was like, man, I play every snap. Why y'all got to rotate so much? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but then I got the likes of that hitting that three hundred pounder every play and pushing on it, man. It, you, <laughs> You, you, you got to take some blows in that. So uh, then I went on to Calgary, man, and, you know, you know, went through that season. Then hurt my – hurt – you know, I couldn't wait to that first contact. I got that first contact, and guess what happened in that first contact? I tore my uh, tore my foot up again, man. And then mm-hmm. at this time, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go back. They called me to come back. I, I, I think about going back, and then I was like, at this time, my kids are – Around six, five, six, they started to play T-ball, and I said, "Man, I'm gonna hang it up." My wife didn't believe me. She's like, "You, you know, I, I would not believe that in, until it happens." And I was like, "Yeah, I, it's it." Yeah, and, and Rod Davis. I mean, what a career to hang your hat on, my man. I mean, nine-year professional career, and like I said, they could put you on the Mount Rushmore nasty bunch in your Southern Miss career, man. So, I mean, you you just poke your chest out, hold your head up high, and I'm just proud to be friends with you. Everything you did, man. man so, but uh. But, man, you got that drive, you got that competition, that that fire about you. And, man, it just seems like it's a perfect fit for coaching at that point. So, man, yeah. what do you do and, and make the high school level some place you kind of really feel you want to be at? So you get into high school coaching, and now where you're at, you're heading to your fifth year at Florence High School as the head football coach. Man, what's this experience been for you passing all your knowledge and, and just expertise to, to, to all of these young men. Man, good. And it's just like my playing career. It started slow. It started with me getting my butt knocked out. You know, like I said, you know, with me losing my starting spot playing with here, you know, winning one game. But it then turn it around last year and go seven and four. So I feel like how my playing career started is how my coaching started it started out hard but I needed that hardness because it's gonna make me grind even more so man just being able to you know give my knowledge and and my expertise and 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 let them know man I'm not just talking I lived it you know what I'm saying we can go to any part you know what I'm saying we can talk about anything part that comes with football we can talk about part of life I can give you Ample advice about it, no matter what the situation is. And I think I hold that standard to my art. Like I say, I want one day for one of the kids to look back at, man, 
I did something that Bauer did for me. I did something that Nick's did for me. You know what I'm saying? That kind of changed the, my uh, my platform of where I'm going uh, in life. So, man, it's it's been great. You know, we're study building. I got two boys in the program now. I got uh, my youngest in ninth grade and the other was in 10th grade. So, man, it was crazy putting both of them on my roster this year. Like, man, I'm getting old. My kids are in high school. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to coach them up and enjoy it at the same time. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I, I, I can't be dad, but I can't be coach. So it's kind of something I've been juggling with, but man, I won't change it for the world. Yeah, when I'm around Southern Miss people, man, your name pops up a lot. What's Ron up to? What's he doing? People I don't know. And I said, man, he's coach, He's a head football coach up at Florence. And you talk about a group of guys that are lucky to be led by that guy. I mean, Rod Davis is your football coach, people. You are truly blessed. And you, you yes. just can't have a better leader right there. So, But uh, congrats on all the success with Florence. And good luck in year five, man. Uh, family life, Rod just gave me a little taste of it right there. What else going on with the family life, man? Man, what's what's crazy is, man, can you help with me, me and my wife made 17. Today's our 17 year anniversary, man. Oh, timing, man. Happy, happy yeah. anniversary. There you go. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Appreciate <laughs> it, man. Uh I have three kids. Uh, me and her have two of our own. Like I said, they're in 10th and 11th grade. My old uh, no, 10th and 9th grade. My oldest is in 11th grade, man. Like I mentioned before, been married today, made 17 years, 17 great years to uh, Blossom. Her maiden name, Blossom Mabry. I met her down at Southern Miss. Uh, I want to say my sophomore year, and we kind of been, you know, uh, together since then man it's been it's been a uh, great times it's been trials and tribulations but man wouldn't change it for the world uh you know she's been you know through those times all those hard times man when nobody seen me at my lowest point when i i didn't know if i wanted to give up or didn't know if you know if it was i'm doing the right thing she stuck by me and man she's been my rock ever since so i'm thankful for having her and and just God bless, you know what I'm saying, us and, and continue to grow. And, and Rod, speaking of thankful, man, Southern Miss Nation's thankful to have you as just a tremendous ambassador for Southern Miss. You stay involved. I see you around whenever I go to stuff. I run into you, man, and I'm honored to call you friend. So do you have any final words for the Southern Miss Nation from the great Rod Davis? <laughs> man, uh, all I have is just uh, – Let's keep the support. Let's keep showing up. Let's keep showing up. You know what I'm saying? All, you know what I'm saying? Everything happens for a reason. I think Coach Hall, our basketball program, everything is on the up and up. And I hope everybody seeing that starts showing up and showing out. You know what I'm saying? I, you'll see my face around a little bit more. You know, uh, some days I, I make it there late because, you know, we play on Friday nights. But uh, uh, you'll definitely be able to see me. Southern Miss to the top, man. And remember represent the school you went to southern miss to the top man great closing words right there let's keep supporting i think will hall's got this thing headed in the right direction so man what an honor it was to share your story rod davis and like i said man, i'm honored to call you my friend man and yes, see you around southern miss uh you know one of the greatest linebackers defenders in the history of southern miss football uh period yes. southern miss athletics one of the greatest that wear the black and gold so I guess one thing the fans might like to see is a closing comment from both of us. Rod Davis, as always, it's Southern Miss.
To the top. To the top. There to it is, the <laughs> Well, I hated ending that interview with Rod Davis because I enjoyed it so, so much. Well, as you know, being a diehard Golden Eagle fan sometimes, it can be a hair-raising, blood pressure-rising, uh, near-heart-attack experience with some of the wins and losses experiences that we felt through the years. And one occurred last year in a football game at Texas State. It was under a minute left. And we were losing the game and needed a big play on fourth down. And dang, did we get one. Zach Wilkie connected with Chandler Pittman on a deep ball. And uh, I tell you what, I about jumped through my ceiling in the living room from excitement when that play happened. But with all that said, let's let Chandler Pittman tell you more about the story. Uh, this is Chandler Pittman here at USM, M2, running back, also known as Superbacks. Uh, I'm here to take you play-by-play play in preparation for the week of Texas State game. Uh, from the whole week, we knew they played a lot of cover, too. You know, they leave a lot of things open on the back end, so we're going to take advantage of it. But me, I didn't know I'd be in that situation. But when the coach called him, I knew I, uh, I was ready to step up for the task, and I knew he trusted me. So, uh, you know, it was a four-verse concept. Zach Wilkie rolled out, you know, kind of a busted play. And uh, we got it done. We got it done. He hit me from behind. Uh, I got uh, got behind the corner, got behind the defender, made him uh, got move, uh, missing the secondary, and uh, it was off the races after that. But uh, yeah, I'm thankful. I'm thankful for Pete and the NIL and uh, to the top collective for all the things they do for us in athletes. Thank you. Well, thanks so much for sending that story into the show, Chandler Pittman. Well, that's it for another edition of Anyone, Anywhere, Anytime. And if you're watching this on YouTube, we're on a push for a thousand plus subscribers right now. YouTube limits us to what we can do on that platform until we get a thousand plus. So I'm going to ask you to do something absolutely free and easy to do. Take a second out of your day, and that's to head over to our YouTube channel, anyone, anywhere, anytime, and press that subscribe button. Well, until next time, as always, it's Southern Miss to the top.